0: WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on
3: SEN. it's Scotty and Goss for Breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. I'm alive. Friday and we are in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours with a breakfast. Thanks for your company, Tim Gossett Scotty Cummings with you. 0487 736 736 if you want to text. And I suggest you get that number in your phone because we've got prizes galore to give away. We've got your chance to win five doubles to Australia and Sri Lanka because we've found who they're playing now. Sri Lanka on Tuesday, of course, Perth Stadium host. The Australian team, it is uh, the world's best T20 team, and they're in action in Sydney tomorrow against New Zealand. And Adam Gilchrist will be one of our guests. Miles Fitchner is going to be one of our guests, getting all things done in racing. And Mason Cox in the States, as I say. Good morning Hi. to Scotty Cummings.
4: Hello, mate. Hello, everybody. Uh, Sri Lanka bounced bounce back, haven't they? they back after their... Initial loss, mm. but uh, that'd be a great game to come and see on
3: Tuesday. It's going to be a great game tomorrow night, too. And oh. you can hear all the action on SEN, of course, and, uh, and the SEN network, all the cricket covered of the World T20. If you can't see it on the telly, tune into your radio. Uh, been, I have been practicing. Um, uh,
4: so, so the you've got Australia and Sri Lanka?
3: Yeah. I've got England. Yep. And Netherlands coming here? Awesome. Great job. Uh, Afghanistan. Like
4: Afghanistan. Now,
3: there's, this is where I see the hurdle for you. Farooqi, so, Zazai, Omazai, Rahman, Ahmed, Naveen, Gurbaz, Ghani, Salim, Rashid Khan, who I know. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, I'm, look- I'm actually looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot hey. of fun. Singing alongside Brad Hogg. He'll have it all covered. Oh, he- if you want someone to slaughter some <laughs> names, he'll do it better than most. <laughs> so out of the names you've just scored out there, how many do you reckon you said correctly? Uh... I reckon ramen. But, but you know what I do have to do? And I'm being serious now. And I have done a bit of homework. I've been oh, working no, you hard.
4: You are a preparer.
3: Hey, um, or, yeah, or No, to... you are, mate. You're a professional. Well, thank you. you know? Thank, you. On,
4: thank you. That's not... Thank you. Um, I like to take the piece, but <laughs> sometimes you deserve some credit.
3: There are some players who have... So, Rashid, who I'd known as Rashid... Yeah. But then I have a look at Nabi, and then Nabi's his surname. So there are some players who go by their Christian name, and there's some go by the surname. And I'm not too sure whether that's what they've asked for, whether that's a a commentary style. So I I have been in touch with the Afghanistan media manager, and they're doing some checks, some ground checks for me to find out which ones and how they would want it prepared and said.
4: That's professional.
3: Doesn't mean it'll come out that way. (laughs) See, Nirvana Huck is the, the spin... Who's that? Nava- Naveen. N- Naveen. <laughs> You've three times <laughs> and now. And Mujib, Mujib, yeah. who plays up at the Brisbane Heat. Yeah. See, I look him in and go, Rahman. But he goes by Mujib. But Nabi goes by Nabi. So I'm a little bit confused, but I am getting the definitive. So be yeah. listening tomorrow because anything can happen. Do you know, so you know
4: how in AFL commentary there's some players that just get full-named yep. every time? Buddy Franklin. Yeah, Aaliyah Aaliyah. Yeah,
3: Eddie Vets. Yeah, all the time. Aaliyah Aaliyah. I always find that a bit weird. Well, why don't they just say Aaliyah?
4: Yeah. Use surnames, yeah. but they get full-named. Are you, are you contemplating that approach?
3: Um, or just going with the generic, Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So you can listen on SEN tomorrow night with the Brad orange off. team. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think I, yeah, I think she was unfairly marked with. It. I agree with you.
4: I think I that think was, she was just a, terminology. It's like saying the you know by the black and whites. I don't. Have been,
3: she knew exactly who she she's talking about. Yeah. One of the best in the business is nah. Kelly Underwood. Hey, massive show, Gilly. Oh, who? What's he do? He is in Normally sits in this chair to be brilliant.
4: Wow, he hasn't for some time, and I'm. But I assumed he was over with all the action there and in amongst it.
3: Mm. He's in Perth because I saw his post oh, yesterday. that is just bold. Oh! He's just prepared the uh, pitch in the backyard. I don't know if you saw it on socials. Get oh, onto to Gillies. why he can't come it. in.
4: Yeah. He's mowed it deep. I could have got Turf Master around there, done it for him, and he could be doing Monday, Friday mm, for the last three what,
3: weeks. We saw what happened at I don't think Yeah, we,
4: did we really sure well. did. <laughs> we
3: sure did. Uh, did a great job. Uh, um... We are going to speak to Mason Cox. I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to just step out a little bit from my lane in regards to footy with Mason. I'm
4: I'm going to ask a question that I know... No, 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 no. I know you're not. You don't know what it is. I do know what it you is. You don't know what oh, it oh, is. We've spoke... We, we, no. You don't. Just... <laughs> you see, we're going to talk to him about the US AFL and you're going to try and make it private, aren't you? No,
3: well, he's... he's well, give him a look. Well, what he we'll was
4: enamoured by someone on Grand Final day.
3: Not just before Grand Final this day. He <laughs> runs a bit deeper than that. I oh, know. But he, he, Ordering he on abo yeah, types. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. So, 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 <laughs> no, for those no, who no, don't, don't know, do Mason. It. Well, the Herald Sun went on a bit of a campaign. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean you have to. Well, I'm not going on a campaign. I want to, but I I think I'd be derelict in my journalistic duty, yeah. not to ask the question. You want to get to the bottom of it? That's how I would sort of put it. So, how does he? Yeah. <laughs> So, Delta Goodrum has been linked to Mason Cox in some form of romance. Now, I don't know whether it's a public romance or a private romance. I I think you're fine. But I think he's eligible.
4: Uh, yeah. And I think she's. I, I think you're fine. Cox, he just said, oh, she, she's hot. And
3: well, he, but she's, I'm not well, sure she's she gorgeous. she sure know who he
4: she? is. Oh, she'll know who he is. Wow. It's hard to ignore that many DMs. <laughs> I don't. I don't can think.
3: I, I, can I, I'm going to ask you. I don't care what you say, to be honest. I, I, I'm gonna,
4: you know I, what? When you get that look in your eye, this little twinkle, and you get this cheeky smile, and you go, and I said you don't. And you say all right. I said just don't. All right, I won't. Then as soon as we get him on air, you ask it. You're going to ask it.
3: I'm going to. I'm going to get the tone. If if we soften him up with what pumping up his on? podcast. What
4: time's he on? <laughs> I might just. He's It's 7:40. I've got an hour and a half to hey, talk you out of this. Well, you can talk him
3: out of the interview if you want
4: to. No, I want to talk to him. He's a great man. Because really
3: go, I'm going to ask the question, and I couldn't care less. And I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon what we'll do is our, our social media team will put out a tweet now on our social, so you can follow us on Twitter if you wish, SENWA Breakfast. Should Goss ask Mason Cox about Delta Goodrum? Yes, No. Simple.
4: If there's any connection there,
3: well, just you know, what what is the connection if there is one? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not alluding to anything. I'm just going to go with what everyone else is thinking about. I'm going to go with. <laughs> hey, what we do have is Piper Cleary is going to join us now. Wow! Of course, uh, the scorches, the women's yep. scorches, were
4: they were un- gone? No, they were not. They were shocked. They were not. They were in trouble. <laughs> they were in trouble.
3: Yeah, no. no. we're home and hoes from the start, and we are going to be chatting with Piper Cleary, who was one of the stars last night. Now, listen, I know
4: our WhatsApp group is a private WhatsApp group. It's probably not generally on air. Am I allowed to go with what... Am I allowed to go with what you know popped up in our WhatsApp group last night? What
3: popped up in our WhatsApp group? What, oh, where I was talking to, the, to Fresh Air last night, <laughs> no, getting you're... no reaction from anyone oh, yeah. in the WhatsApp group. No, just... They were all busy and while I was watching the Women's Big Bash. Yeah. Because I was doing homework. Did you at some stage? You can go with that WhatsApp group? Yeah. 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 So, do, ahead. I, do you want me to continue? Go ahead.
4: <laughs> do you want me to continue?
3: Go ahead. Oh, you know what? I'll even do it. I'll fall on the sword for you. Here we go. <laughs> Text at 8.09 to yeah, the WhatsApp cool. group of Lois Lane, yourself, and the executive producer, Chris Clafounis. And I said, Drop Scorchers women, lost to the bottom team, message the media person, now I would suggest. <laughs> response? Right? That's an eight oh nine Response? <laughs> response? So right? Hang on a second. Hang on. Don't you just gloss over that. Oh, I just read it. Yeah. It Drop d- Scorchers women, Scorchers interview. They lost to the bottom team, message the media person, now I would suggest. So, and, and what stage of the game was this? That was how seven. Many, for, <laughs> they needed... How many more? They needed 30 off... Fifteen or whatever it was, and they'd lost Beth Mooney, and I went to bed. And you sacked them. Yep. and I said, "Well, we need the airtime, and we'd, and, we'd, and they don't want to come on the phone early doors and take a phone call from us at seven o'clock after losing." So I thought I'd cut some, them some slack. I yep. get a response from the producer, and his words were: "It was thorough, okay." <laughs> and I said, "But wait for two more overs." In other words, you don't ring the media man two game two overs from the end of the game. Mm. And say we, you can drop the person. You wait to the end of the game and do it. So I know I assumed the our man, the producer, yep. would have done the same anyway. But it was just me <laughs> clearing my own brain. Yeah,
4: but sort of. What do you want him to say though?
3: Like, no, no, he did well. His answer yeah. was fine. So no, I no, no. But
4: we, if he rang the media manager, what? Was it? Hey, listen. You guys you look lost, man.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you say. You say, look, I'm just going to say, look, we're mate, not putting losers mate, on the show. You don't dance around the fringes. That's why the youngsters of today, not our producer, he's gun, yeah, but the young producers and young journos of today dance around the fringes, shit frightened <laughs> of media managers and players and and hierarchy. Mate, we've got a job to do. Our job is to facilitate interviews for our listeners. we have got to look after our listeners, our sponsors. Yeah. I didn't think ringing a girl after 7 o'clock after losing a game of cricket, she would be in any great shape to talk. So I did the right thing. It's called preparation. Oh. He gave me the response I expected. Okay. Then I said, call your jets for two overs, just to give some advice, but he'd already done that. Then I texted eight, eight That minutes was eight ten, 10 and then 8 you I said. I said, they need four <laughs> last over to win. Hmm. Then, one minute later, they won with two balls to spare. <laughs> Edgar O'Cleary. And then I got response, yep. And we got Cleary. Then he said, stunning win. They yep. were doomed. They were
4: doomed. Good chat team. And then you put in a little passive aggressive one, so a good, good chat, chat. team, yep. late in tomorrow. Let's yep. have a good one. Yep. And I suggested, can we talk about how you were going to dump them if they lost?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, Yep, one hundred percent. Always happy to provide material for the show. Still no response from anyone else. And then I should then be a, laughing. Got a, got a clapping emoji and a laughing emoji. And then I did say one more little thing on the way, a little yeah. click for you all. No, no, we got so, it all, mate. Did you good? Yeah. I hope you I hope you did. Yeah, no, we got it. I hope you did. Just I did say, and I'll share this to the listening audience as well. Don't care. I'll say one thing. I know which one of the four member team was watching the scorches, and I'll give you all three guesses. From mm. the king. Correct. Yeah. There's me, and there's you. Hey, uh, so Piper Clear is going to come. That was a long way of getting to the bottom way. Did we win, Lotto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did we get? <laughs>
4: I went and bought a ticket myself as well with a family ticket for Dad and I. Yeah. Ten bucks, 90.
3: It's jackpotted. 160 million. Oh, that's, that's too much money. <laughs> no. I was with Dad yesterday. Dad and yep. I were driving along, and he goes... Tim, too
4: much money. Here we go. It's all right for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I could do it with a few dollars. I was talking to my daughter about it yesterday. I said, and I said, Oh, we've got, to get a, we've got to get a ticket for granddad and I. She goes, Oh, what? Okay. I said, It's $100 million. She goes, $100 million. Like, we could buy like three houses, Dad. And I said, Sweetie, we could buy about 30. Okay. Um, and then we started talking about it. And she goes, Imagine how much. We could give to like homeless people. Good. And then she started rattling off numbers and she's like, oh, we could give them a million dollars. I said, we could probably give them a little bit more. She goes, we can give them $10 million, Dad. <laughs> and I went, Absolutely. It'd be a beautiful thing to do. She goes, we could possibly even give him 20. I said, cool your jets, love. Just pull up a little bit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He's up. So $160 million, and I will go out and buy another ticket. I'm just going to put the invoice in for this one that I purchased. The numbers last so, night you, was When did we win? Uh, um. Good. I'll get my ticket in a minute. 6-11-14-17-25-33, mm. and the Powerball was number eight. He had 17, so I remember saying Bluey McKenna. I think we had did we? Had,
4: uh... Yeah, we had 17, so I remember saying Bluey. Yeah.
3: All right. Oh, well, I'll check. Yeah, you better
4: check that, mate. All right. so he walks out of the studio to go and check his ticket there. And this could go either two ways, right? He can either walk straight back into the studio or he can just walk straight out the door. And it's going to be really interesting to see which one he goes with. Special K comes in to join me. Hello, Scotty. Uh, hi, mate. How are
2: you? Bought my own ticket as well. Did you? Yeah. How'd you go? Nah, not good.
4: Zero. You're here? <laughs> yeah, I'm still we're all, here. We're all a little bit flat. I don't think there's anyone that's bought a lotto ticket that hasn't spent it before. Yeah. And start imagining exactly. what, you, what you're going to do with that sort of thing. But
2: uh, Maserati's in the driveway. <laughs> well, not McLaren's. <laughs> Absolutely not. this show boycotts McLaren. 100%. So... not going near a McLaren uh, ever again in my life. So... I'm back... <laughs> all right. See you later. Yeah, good job.
3: Seven. Didn't have that. 17, yep. Yep. 33 we had.
4: Yep. Well, we've already won 10.90. That's two in the Powerball. Is that right? Yeah. Is that all you need? Yeah, two in the Powerball. $10.90. You $10. Can get like five straight ones and no Powerball, you get nothing. $10.90. So is that just two in the Powerball? Sorry, everybody. That's right. 1090 between 30.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you will get 30 cents a Drinks are on us. Oh. All righty. Uh, uh, as I said, big show. Um, Tim Gossip's a beauty today. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I haven't had. Uh, there is one local footy team that's doing something quite remarkable. And I'm going to make mention of it. A suburban bit. team? Correct. Hardcore grassroots one hundred years of age football team. Wow. And they have unearthed something very, very special.
4: Was it the Ishiman President's chair?
3: No, I'd like to yeah. find the chair though. Still Love can't find, find the, the chair. chair. Yep. Uh, get with us if you wish, thirteen, twelve fifty five. Um back to life, twinkles. Oh geez, did my last text bring Goss, the former Juno, back to life? What was his what was his previous text? Happy Friday, boys. Really gonna soak up and enjoy the sun with two of you. Hope the fun doesn't get ruined when you get real, oh, yeah. Well, I'm asking, so the question is, and I'm pretty sure it's going to lob up on Twitter, SNWA Breakfast, um, should we ask, we? You.
4: I'm not going to delve into his private life, how he's going, whether he's been knocked back by one of Australia's darlings. (laughs) Should we ask Mason Cox about his interest in Delta
3: Goodrum? Just ask him a simple question. Does he know, know. Delta Goodrum? Does he have any interest in Delta Goodrum? It's just a very simple question. Or did what did he think of her grand final performance? That's what I'll go with. How about that one? I'll go with that. So I'll just dance around the edges a little bit. No, you won't. You know you won't, mate. I will go with. <laughs> this will this all
4: this will ruin you for another
3: hour and a bit. <laughs> <laughs> eat from the scorches. They were Great. never in any doubt last. No. Night. <laughs>
4: I'm going to ask her the question. (laughs) If you lost, would have you cared if we bumped you?
3: (laughs) Gilly's going to come on. Miles Fitzner, get your pen
4: and paper read. The guy is an absolute genius. big couple of days in Melbourne too with the Manicato tonight at Moonee Valley followed by the Cox Plate tomorrow.
3: Yep. Huge. And we're going to go to the break because On The Way is on this day. Uh, May I just say, Ross Lyon, it doesn't take much, does it? Several years out of the game. Puts on his media cape, uh, takes off the media cape, and he slips straight back into gobbledygook. Uh, he's, but, but his heart's been opened. Oh, his heart's been opened. And not only that. Well, he, and, and the narrative around St Kilda's been disrespectful. Has it, Ross, really? <laughs> what, because they've been hopeless? Uh,
4: how long How long into his tenure, and we're, just, we're assuming he's got the gig, and, yeah, got... and you know, it was a really good... Um, good get by Tony Jones. Yeah. yeah. Poor, old, poor old Tom Brown, Tom Brown was lurking at St Kilda. <laughs> Four days in a row. Even St Kilda put a post out going, media alert. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brown spotted at RSEA Park uh, four days ago. Guess, guess
3: where Ross was. He was at Channel 9. He was actually <laughs> yeah. at Channel 9. I think mean, he went in to clear his desk out.
4: There was a, a great text came through yesterday, uh, which we, we didn't get to, oh, our man in Elkermoss, and he said, "The um, um, I have a feeling that he didn't get the vibe at Essendon. Yeah. Because he knew what was coming. Yeah, very true. So and so, this has been going on for some time. It hasn't been four meetings in a row that they've said, okay, yeah, you would be a good coach, after we, we sacked Brett Brown. So how long, though, Goss? He's been in the media. He's been out three years yeah, now. yeah, yeah, So he's been in the media for three years now. Yep.
3: yep.
4: How long before he – and you learn a lot. When you come out of the game, oh. if you're either a player or a coach, What's and then the you get into the media, you, you get – you start understanding it a little bit better, the yeah. questions, because you can get angry sure. as a player, okay? Sure. How long before he completely forgets the three years of being on the media side of the fence and then reverts back to coach? He's already done it.
3: I see. He's He's done it. To be mate, he has appointed Mate, he has completely gone straight back in where it's all gobbledygook and the art of being a journalist when he said, now, okay, we're going to play uh, a grab from him yesterday. We've got to get to a break shortly because we've got it on this day around the corner. mm Play this grab of where he talks about St Kilda being disrespected and I'll tell you exactly what should have been the next question from Tony Jones. And it may have been because I didn't hear the full stretch. they are all friends now. Jones is a good man. Have a listen.
4: I don't like the narrative around St Kilda. Sort of, yeah, may, maybe it's deserved. or But but I think, you know, sometimes it's a bit disrespectful. So um, hopefully, you know, we can get to a point where I'm able to roll up the sleeves and get in and help change that, hopefully. As
3: soon as he said Bis- bit disrespectful, next question should have been... What do you mean, Ross? Mm. Give me an example. Because he floats that and he tars everyone with the same brush. I'm going to tell you right now, he did that throughout his coaching career. No one challenges him. No one goes back with another question. The next question straight on the back of that should have been, what do you mean disrespected? You're in the media. You've been there. Tell us what you mean. Yeah. Because you're not the St Kilda coach right now. And then there'll be people searching for grabs about him talking about St Kilda over the last three years, too. Morning, Goss and Scotty. Happy Friday to you all. Thanks for another great week. Always a jam-packed program. Goss, it's your program. But I'll just repeat that. Goss, it's your program, and you can ask any question you want. It's, it's up to Mason bad. Cox if he wants to tell all if him and Delta are an item. Have a great weekend. Keep smiling, everyone. Uh,
4: Lisa, 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 enjoy your one-week band. <laughs> you are banned.
3: <laughs> Mm. Your show. Uh, and we go to the break. More from Ross Lyon speaking to Tony Jones exclusively from Channel 9 yesterday. His heart. Has been opened up by the Saints. We're very close, and um,
4: giving both parties time to do the, you know, ERP, their, their due diligence, and um, hopefully get across the line in a not too distant future. Things are pointing that way. Like I'm keen. Like my heart's been opened up to St Kilda through through um, Andrew and Simon and and their board.
3: Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's On This Day. Not much time. October 21. Let's get to it. Geoffrey Boycott, uh, On This Day, was born. He's 82.
4: That's it. That's a half volley well, through
3: mid on for four. That's Geoffrey Boycott making 191 versus Australia in 1977, the fourth Ashes Test at five days.
4: So you've got to play you know, 10 seconds of blocking.
3: 81 today. Steve Cropper. Watching the ships rolling in. And watch him roll away. That's not him singing. He wrote the song Dock of the Bay with Otis Redding. On the dock of the bay. Baddie, not a baddie. In top, top Gun, boss. Top Gun. Movie. On the dock of 80 Today, bay. Judge Judy.
4: You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith China.
5: The people are real.
3: I still glance the over it. Every are. now and then I see Judge Judith. Ah, because they're all actors. So what happens is she finds them and their appearance fees pays the bill. That's why they do it. That's why they sign themselves up for that stuff. Do you know that? You, but the,
4: it's an official court of law. The people are real. The cases are real. Elvin
3: Bishop is 80 today. <laughs> So, fooled and fell in love. 1976, fooled around and fell in love Is that a love song or is it, is it in love it, Yeah, because they were having they shenanigans Someone
4: doing they were, the wrong thing No, it
3: doesn't Fool around means having some fun with it, And all of a sudden they thought Oh, this is good And they fell in love Doesn't mean you're being unfaithful Right Seriously, why do you always take it to the next level?
4: Well, I just, just it's called fooled around and fell in love It's tricked me
3: Eric Faulkner, 69. Listen, honey, I just be this Basie Rollers. Oh, yeah. I went to a grade 7 fancy dress social at primary school with a Basie Roller. Her name was Jane Yates and she went as Woody for the Basie Rollers. Basie Rollers. <laughs> oh, my God. True story. sorry. Oh. I went I went to Shirley Temple. I did. Oh, beautiful number. Early hair. Legs to heaven.
2: <laughs> Eric
3: Faulkner was in the did Bay City you, Rollers. Didn't you just say? Yeah. You had legs to heaven. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> I had beautiful legs as a kid. And and I went to school with Jane Yates. I'd love to know where she's doing it, because she went as Woody from the Bay City Rollers, and it's Eric Faulkner's birthday today, he's 69. <laughs> <laughs> Lost me legs to heaven. <laughs> what is wrong? Carrie right. Fisher died in 2016. Wow. It would have been her birthday today, it's just loud.
0: I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. You don't have to do this to impress me. It would it help if I got out and pushed, Captain? Being held by you is quite enough. Well, what
4: Star Wars, man. But oh, seriously, she. Anyone not? i lost Princess Labor. She sounds quite nasty when yeah. you put that little package together.
3: A- Sean Burgoyne is forty today. Bernard Tomick is thirty today, and may I say that Kim Kardashian, wow, we? She's forty-two today. I don't care. <laughs> Did you know the electric lamp was invented on this day, October 21? Oh, there's a whole new low. (laughs) Thomas Edison in 1879. And Harry Houdini, on this day, in October 21, asked a student to punch him in the stomach. And that blow actually led to his death 10 days later in 1926. Why would you ask someone to do that? Well, because he's Harry Houdini, and he had you know he had the, the the six pack and stuff like that, and he got a kid to punch him in the stomach, and it set off a whole range of uh, internal issues, and he died ten days later. Fact, you learn something every day when you stay with me. And man how's that kid going? The kid, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> <was gonna> <laughs> and on this day, October twenty-one, happy birthday, celebrating a <laughs> birthday. The keyboard player, and he sang a bit that of is. songs as well. Um, he was born in South Africa, eighty-two today. Happy birthday if you having a birthday. Man for man.
4: Strong finish. What are the words? Go. Something like no. to <laughs> car. It's revved up like a douche. Yeah. Another runner in the night. A lot
3: of people say, wrapped up like a douche. <laughs> Let's get a breakaway and come back. Plenty to come.
5: Told
4: me I got what it takes. She said, I'll turn you on. Yeah. In. In of the beach, rollers. What movie is that from, Goss? Done? No idea. Oh, I've mentioned it before. Every time I hear that song, it just reminds me of So I Married an Axe Murderer.
3: Mike Myers. Mm. They had much they had way better songs than that. They had a huge money. They were amazing. AC Rolls in their prime. Absolutely amazing.
4: Did they have legs to heaven? I was gonna say as amazing as your legs?
3: <laughs> legs, eh? You could only dream to have legs like mine, you (laughs) bugs. Try the best ever McCafe blend, roasted in Melbourne, smooth, rich, and coffee fit for an Aussie. Uh, Bin Chicken, nice to have him back on the text line 20487736736. It's been a while since the Bin Chick has been on.
4: That's a good point.
3: They say it's Goss's program, but Scott is the glue that keeps it all together and people listening. Ha ha. Uh, Anyone who ha ha's is dead to me. Give him two weeks. No, 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 Bin Chicken, you're in. Get ahead and
2: sport <laughs> <laughs> Banning with impunity today, the boys. I like it. All right, let's get into some cricket, shall we? There's a lot to get through, actually, from overnight. Heaps. Well, there we are. Okay. Sri Lanka are through to the next stage of yeah. the World Cup. They fended off the Netherlands to win by 16 runs. Meanwhile, Namibia's run is over after they lost to the UAE. So we'll see. Australia-Sri Lanka here at Perth Stadium on Tuesday, the 25th of October. Good. Those, or that is the game you can win those tickets to. Are listening to this show, really? SCNWA Breakfast. Yeah, we've got five doubles to give away. Oh, the draw is continuing on. We're really, really good. Uh, Netherlands do make it through. They take on Bangladesh on Monday. Bit of footy news. East Fremantle have landed a big off-season. Signing Hugh Dixon is returning to the club. Uh, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix have <laughs> thumped the New Zealand Breakers, winning nineteen ninety seventy seven. 77 uh, Meanwhile, the Cairns Taipans uh, beat... Melbourne United 81 to seventy seven.
3: Cairns beat Melbourne in Melbourne uh,
2: Melbourne, Melbourne
4: get comp- smacked by Sydney they come here and beat us and we beat Cairns and then they go back and lose to Cairns I, but this, this season's it doesn't make any sense of, does it? This season's this, be amazing. It's crazy
3: If you're on the road you win Wildcats will smash Tasmania. Oh, no. Oh, not Joe, oh, no. Why, why have you done this? Why
4: have you done that? <laughs> oh, unreal. Oh, why have you done that?
3: So oh. I'm back to looking at my lotto numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe hang
4: on, hang on. He's, he's just go, done that. He's got a rogue ticket
2: over there, too. Yeah, yeah bought so my own. I'm allowed to buy my own one. So There's awesome. a lot more numbers on that one. Yeah. Than yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it just gives, a, one. gives us one crack. At <laughs> it. Unbelievable. Uh, plenty of football action overnight in the Premier League. Fulham so, uh, beat Aston Villa 3-0. Wow. After the game, Aston Villa released a statement so they can confirm that head coach Stephen Gerrard has left the club with immediate effect. Oh. A club spokesman said, we would like to thank Stephen for his hard work and commitment and wish him well for the future. <laughs> here,
3: weren't they? they came here pre-season, didn't
2: they? Uh, Aston Villa were, were here, here pre-season, yes. And
3: the tiny little merchandise van over there. Yeah, yep. Man U had the world's biggest marquee. <laughs> and they had a little, like little yeah. shoebox. Villa,
2: were, yeah. Yep, they were here. And coach, on, Stevie man. G was here, and now he's gone. From Villa, yeah. it was on. The, it was awkward. He was on the team bus back home after the sacking announcement. He wouldn't
3: give a rat's toss, bag mate. He'd move on to the next stage. Hey, yeah. and then Ten Hag is um, banned.
2: Ronaldo for a week from, from training Good. with the team for walking off. Yeah. Sex, see you later. Good. Good. Ronaldo released a bit of a statement that everyone thought, "Oh, here's the apology statement from Ronaldo." No apology in there. If you read it, he's just saying, "Oh, United, we're a strong club." I realise that some people Sorry look come to the up the at... senior
4: players. No apology whatsoever. Sorry for being a complete spoiled brat, entitled, precious prima donna. Uh,
2: that's what. Well, that's if you read into it, that's probably what it. Ah, what I was trying to lines. say. Yeah. Good uh, old him. For a minute, uh. Leicester beat Leeds two 0 and Europa League. Arsenal beat PSV one nil as well. And that game, that Sheffield Shield clash between WA and Victoria, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, ended in a draw. Uh, yeah. It was close, actually. I took a few wickets to the Vix towards the end. It uh, wasn't
3: close, but man, it gave us a bit
2: of a scare. Our man,
3: um, Hilton Cartwright, he withstood.
4: Did you see his back? Yeah. He got... Peppered. Mm. There's about six big cherries and there are going to be really big black bruises pretty soon. Um,
3: got a hammer. Miles Fisher's is about to join us. Is that the sport update? That's it. Nice work by you. Swin Thank you. Be. Best yeah. one for Friday. I've had, in. we've had today. Eating breakfast and I get the vision of Goss's legs. Thanks, gents. Scotty from Bayswater.
2: Yeah. Lucky man. Enjoy Do
3: that. we expect an announcement of Ross Lyon today at some stage? Friday's throw out your garbage day. What's that thing? They throw out your trash day. Mm. It's not a great day to be breaking They don't news. want to get lost in the... Mm, they want to make a big announcement, St Kilda.
4: Well, that sounds disrespectful to Saint Kilda, <laughs> Tim. Yeah, I don't like your narrative.
3: Uh, let's do this before we go to the break. It's time for Tim Gossip. Stay with us. Stay with us. Okay. I've got some good stuff.
4: Yeah, I'll well, have to go through. It. So do you. Stay right there.
2: I had a family dinner last night, by the way, which is why I was. Uh, cool. Very sure short, make, short. Short, short, sharp messages. is good, mate. That's yeah.
3: and as long as you respond. Mate, that's, that's a good producer well, does. Let, just let producer. him get it off his chest. No, no, he's good. I was. Mm-hmm. Mate, I nothing wrong with his responses. It was the pylon after that.
4: I can't believe it. He said, okay, let's dump them if they lose.
3: I did say that, mate, because we have to think on the run. Okay, we've got to, we're got we trying to put together a show late at night. A man's got to get his beauty sleep.
4: So <laughs> Everyone who gets locked in to our show from now on. If you lose, we just don't need go, you. Oh, they're not going to ring.
3: You know what?
2: Good point. We've just we just got to get his beauty sleep. Those legs don't look after themselves, Scotty. <laughs> they need their rest. <laughs>
4: There is, there is a
3: new, got, there is a new a betting agency which has been launched, and it's massive, so massive that my information is there is a backlog of almost 100,000 new subscribers well, where they can't get their accounts started because it's manually being done, people's monies transferred opening of the accounts, and they are working through it 24-7. Right,
4: so you, you open your account, put your money
3: in, and you can't get it. Until the account is officially open. Off they are scheme. working tirelessly, but that just goes to show the the power of, and always gamble responsibly, massive. It well, is
4: you, massive. You can gamble responsibly if you can't access your coin.
3: Now, what about this? The Maddington Football Club it has uh, about in their 100th year. And may I just say that the Lancaster family... I hope I'm saying that right, have come and found... Have uh, come forward...
4: You've got Navajo with Bangladesh.
3: Oh, no, Afghanistan. <laughs> Afghanistan. Ernest Afghanistan. Lancaster won the original medal of the first year of the club in 1923. And the medal has been presented to the football club by the granddaughter. Oh, beautiful. And the medal is for the most unselfish player. That is the official award. I like that. And they are revitalising that award at their 100th year and will be presented every year. The I original medal. It's the most unselfish player award. The Maddington Football Club, who I think is Dean Margetts' football club.
4: Yes, it okay, is. Yeah.
3: Is that him? Yes, it but is. this has certainly not come from him, this tin gossip has not come from him, but let me tell you. So well done to the Lancaster family. This will be an ongoing award every year at the footy club, the most unselfish player
4: award. Now, or you could just name it what it is, is... The bloke who
3: touches it the least. <laughs> yeah, it's the one stage up from the coaches' award.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> quick get rid of it award.
3: <laughs> uh, question without notice: Who was the most? And I'm being serious. Can you give me a serious answer, please? The most unselfish footballer you played with. Not best bloke. Not guy you're going out of a beer with, and sit in the back of a cab with, and go to the races with. On the field.
4: Tough, i have played at four clubs. You're going to give me more notice for this.
3: It's called um, a question without notice. Yeah, um, I apologise.
4: Well, I, I immediately go to the big G. Like, the big G is very unselfish. Yeah, right. Uh, for a bloke who kicked it under it himself and, and um, won two comments, he's extremely unselfish. It was Fraser Garrick,
3: is your answer. Nice work by you. Uh, and the last one for you, have a listen to this. with a guitar, walking down the home straight in Oxford, I think it is. That's where the US Formula One Grand Prix is going to be this weekend. And the man on the horse next to him is one Daniel Ricciardo. He's come in (laughs) on the back of a horse, but not only is he coming on the back of a horse, Ricciardo has gone next level. He has gone and got the horse accreditation
2: <laughs> <laughs> Horsey
3: McHorse, <laughs> Horsey, McHorse. Uh, Horsey McHorse, Daniel yeah. Ricardo. There's some Tim gossip for you,
2: decked is... out in the American flag as well. He's, he, a, he's the best. That is why hearts are all over
4: him. Yeah, and, uh, and just, just if you want to, if you want to drive, pick up the phone. Exactly. And coming, they just gonna They just love him.
3: And a lot of people say have, have gone the flip side of it and gone. If he put as much effort into his driving as he does for all of that stuff. It's absolute garbage. Yeah, right. seriously. Hey, go, go speak to his teammate Lando Norris and how, find out how hard it is to win a Grand Prix in a McLaren. Mm. And guess who's done that? down your ricardo. That's Tim Gossip. Well done to the Maddington Football Club. The name of the medal is the Lancaster Family Medal. Most unselfish player. Uh, if you are have signed up with that new betting agency, be patient. It's going <laughs> to take weeks to get your money. You should be right for Perth Cup Day. And Horsey mm-hmm. McHorseface is <laughs> the horse has got its accreditation for the US Grand Prix. Hey, Miles Fitzner, get your pens ready. Massive couple of days ahead and you can hear it all on SEN Track. <laughs> Track has it all covered. If you want racing done differently, David Taggart, Don't Campbell hold. Brown, Sammy Hyland, Miles Fitzner, Simon O'Donnell, uh, a whole range of other good judges and bad judges. But the man who pieces it all together, who is the glue, I would think, is the magic man. Miles Fitzner is joining us ahead of what is a massive few days. In fact, it's a massive month ahead, yeah. and SN track's going to have it all covered. Tonight at the Valley. Tomorrow at the Valley. There's a bit of racing at Ascot tomorrow. We might touch on that as well. Miles Fitz, magic, Miles Fitzner, you're a legend. Thanks for joining us on Breakfast.
6: Hello, guys. Hello, Scotty. Great to be on uh, with you two, especially in the morning. Love listening to my WA radio, as you know, you boys. So, uh, always nice to come on and chat to you two. Uh
3: very good. Hey, Fitzy, just just one. Uh, how's tags going, mate? Hey, oh, you were down in Geelong. He was. I'm pretty sure he was driving. Uh, you're in the back seat. I saw some posts. It was it looked like you had life. Uh, you were looking life at the end there. It looked like he – <laughs> no one. This could be it. Uh, the language was next level from the from the. Oh. Little fella, tell us more about the trip to Geelong and Geelong Cup Day.
6: Yeah, so uh, we were meant to be down there by midday. Now, <laughs> when, you, when you're hosting, um, you know, you've got to obviously kick it away, and you've got to understand what you're saying at the start, as you know, because you do it better than most, and but they just decided no oh, no we're going to leave it we're going to leave it at 11:30 30 um, we'll get there with 5 minutes to spare and i said mate well, this is oh, i've got i've got to be on even if you want to come on 20 minutes later that's fine so we actually i tried to get out of the car as we hit the gate at Geelong i said let me out here he said nope i'm finding a park wouldn't let me out of the car so as soon as he found the park i've hurdled the fence running through the crowd it got on air just in time and then uh, right as we're about we're about 15 minutes off leaving the marquee was pumping it was the who in the zoo? And I said, oh, we may as well stay and have a, like a quiet drink and chat to everyone. Nope, we are out the minute, you know, oh. the minute it ends. So the, the second we went off air, he's standing with his bag at the end of the marquee, waving me, Get hurry, hurry up, hurry up. So anyway, we get in there, I'm sort of rushing, packing up my computer, and then I get in the car. And between Huey, who works in our digital team and tags, the whole way, the profanity, unbelievable, oh, oh, yelling at each other about directions, where to go, I'd have sat back in the in the back seat, put my <laughs> headphones in, and then when we got stuck in the middle of the city somewhere, when we're going to South Melbourne, that's when I went got like six group ones, uh, you could steer anything, but geez, you can't steer a car. you got no idea. And didn't he feed it to me? They
3: <laughs> probably needed a profanity warning on the post, to be brutally yeah.
6: honest with you. It was, well, yeah, it was I, probably did, I probably did, Gos. I probably did, to honor. be fair. But it really encapsulated it. You could see my shock in my face. <laughs> it was, whoa!
4: Some a... real leading team style uh, performance by, uh, by Tags. But anyway, massive... Uh, it's begun last week, obviously, with the Caulfield, with the uh, a massive few weeks... Uh,
6: Fitzy, and starting tonight at Mooney Valley, the Manicardo. Yeah. Yeah, look, there's an interesting point here, gentlemen, is because we're, we're forecast for 10 to 20 mil of rain today. Well, I don't need now, that. Now, this is going to – and some of it's going to be at 6 o'clock, and then there's going to be another patch of it around 9 or 10. So we might start – we're currently on a good four at Mooney Valley. It might sort of stay that way if we don't get too much early – but then it may deteriorate if we keep getting rain throughout the night, and then it's also going to affect the meeting tomorrow. So the form's done on the basis of a traditional valley track leader bias. You know, you should be able to, like, difficult to make ground. You want to be in the first three or four. So Manicado is an interesting one. Palleli, you have to have on top, I think. It's got a perfect draw. James McDonald of all, he's the best in the world. Godolphin are going as good as any stable anywhere in the country. Um with the draw here and how well the horse is travelling, look, it's Pete an ingratiating last start in the um, Scalachi. You get options from six. You can sit a pair back. You can sit one off, you know, even if uh, even if he wants to, you know, maybe push up and take the lead if that's where he wants to be. He's got options. Bella nipatina is a horse that will get back. It's the main danger. Now, it was superb against Cool Gatter in the Moyer. Um, it was the run of the night because no one could make ground, and the horse had emerged from the pack and whooshed home. Bella goes from gate 11 in the Moyer now to gate 2 in the Manicado. It's a better draw. Big danger, but can get back in the ruck a little bit. And if it if this misses the kick, um, it's going to be three pairs back and be very hard to win. So I'm palely in front of Bella Nipotina um, tonight. Um, and I think, look, if you're probably having a quaddy you might want to be going sort of a little bit wider with like a best of Bordeaux, a cool and gatter, and maybe even something like an 11-11 or something to add in the equate numbers. Tell you what, I'm going to be driving this
4: because I haven't seen Goss with a pen write this fast in my lifetime, mate. He is all over. Everything <laughs> that five to beat ten,
3: him. and if you're doing a equate, two, five, 10, 13 and fourteen go a little bit wider.
4: Once we get through tonight, uh, Fitz Cox Plate, one of the great days of the uh, Melbourne Spring Racing Carnival. It's an absolute cracker there at Mooney Valley. What
6: are, you, what are your thoughts first? Uh, oh, Saturday. They- this is um it's one of those races I don't normally do it, and and I, I got asked to put up a. You know, on Gareth's show yesterday, they said, if you've got $100, what's your play in the Cox plate? Oh, it's a tough one. I said, I'm going to have a box trifecta, and didn't the world come for me? You're meant to be a tipster. You know, I'm going to – I had death threats before they even run. <laughs> and uh, and and I normally get them after the race, not before. Animo's got a mortgage on it. And, look, this horse is a genuine superstar. He's done it at two, three. I mean, he's up against the older horses. He's, he's a gun. He's actually going to go down as one of the greats we've seen. I think and this would put the stamp on it but it's Mooney Valley it's a high pressure Cox Plate and the field you've got horses in there like Maximal um probably Mr Brightside um, Profondo these horses shouldn't be in there and when you get more horses in there it makes it tougher because you've got to get around them from the draw, the barrier draw sorted these out. I'm Thunderstruck and Alligator Blood. They'd have to be freaks to win from out there because they'll have to go across and do it on speed. Mm. Um, this is all done with a leader bias or a good track in mind, mind you. Now, if it gets like a bog wet, I mean, literally pull out a dartboard and throw it because it'll be best run, who's on the best lane. If, if it's dog wet, then honestly, you may as well take the field. But Animoto Jump... Um, to jump cleanly from four. And then you're going to have a, a horse like Zaki's going to yeah. push up. And I don't think Zaki wants it. Uh, all those other races they've had together, they've all been done on slow tempos, and that doesn't suit Zaki. So Cox plates traditionally aren't slow tempo. So those two, whether one leads, the other one holds back, um, off its back. You might see that if alligator blood pings, it'll try to get across and take up the lead. But by then you've spent too many petrol tickets. Um... I think it's between those two. I think El Bodogon, If it does soften up, he's a big threat. This is a horse that's running a French Derby. All the form around that French Derby is absolutely superb. Uh, Chris Waller, master trainer Here's Damien winner. Oliver aboard. Here's your winner. Yeah, right I there. mean, him at eight dollars and two dollars forty. Looks maybe like the good each way bet. Mm-hmm. But, but in all seriousness, I've had a f- if I had you know, 50 bucks, I'd be having 10, 1, 12, 5, and 6. So that's Mwanga and Gold Trip in a box trifecta. And I've left out Thunder and Alligator Blood because of the draw. And yeah. you've just got to stick to, you know, the trend is your friend uh, at Mooney Valley. And that is, you've got to stick to what you know. And that is, good draws normally win. Um, because the pattern normally wins, so I'm happy to risk bright side alligator blood and I'm thunderstruck. But, yeah, gosh, I'm not going to talk you out of it, but you'd have to be this thing first up here, Animo would have to get bad luck for El Bodegon to win, but that can happen.
3: Yeah, well, I think the form line oh. through it and all the other internationals that have won the Cox Plate have followed almost the identical form line having their first run in a Cox Plate and normally gone on to win it. Hey, before we let you go, uh, my man, the Mayor of Subiaco, regular guest here on The Breakfast Show, Simon settles up Amelia's Jewel tomorrow in the Belgravia. It's a match race between it and Snowdome. Just a real 30-second of assessment. I've got mail about Amelia Jewel, but I'm not privy to share with the listening audience. Oh. Well,
6: mate, uh, Or oh, oh, me. Oh, me, you won't tell me either. <laughs> hey, there's some co-host Scotty, look, <laughs> you want it. if you need someone else to slide in there, Scotty, it's oh, right.
3: yeah.
6: oh. hey, hey, you've already done it once, you might as well do it a second time. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Right, the Belgrade, I can't believe Amelia's Jewel went up $2.20. Here's my summation. I cannot believe, I thought this would have been a $1.60. Yep. There you go. I agree. Say no more. Better than even money's a bet. This could be one of the best horses in the country. Absolutely. If not already.
3: Giddy up with Gareth. Uh, SEN Track. Where do we see you over the next day or two, Uh, Fitzy? Where are you, mate?
6: Uh, Right. We've got Form Lounge on SEN Track today. That's all the tips from all the best tipsters right around the country. I might even give you one as well. Um, Not that you'll want them. (laughs) Just a couple (laughs) of box drive (laughs) vectors for (laughs) us. Easy. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Uh, I'll actually pick a few then. Uh, Then I've got uh, Betfair Edge tonight. I'm at Madoka. Cardo tonight. Then uh, we've got Winners in the Morning. Um, radio with Gareth. TV on oh, Channel 7-2. Winners in the Morning brilliant. with Campbell Brown and Josh Jenkins. Okay. Then back out on track for the Cox Plate. Oh. Then back on air Sunday for Sunday wow. Fair Edge. And then Sunday Trackside, boys.
3: Wow. Busy, man. three should, days. You should live in Melbourne. Thanks for joining us. Oh,
6: yeah. <laughs> Good on you, boys. <laughs> well,
3: Fitzmagic, Magic, the best in the business. Does not yeah, great on SEN Track. Listen to them. Catch them on the app, SEN Track. It is a huge time in Melbourne. And it'll be all covered with Fitzy and the crew. SEN Breakfast. OCC T20 World Cup is up and running. It has been for a week. You hear all the action on SEN. And also, you can see all the action on Foxtel through KO as well. And the man heading up the Fox cricket coverage is our man, Adam Gilchrist. He's been kind enough to join us on this Friday. Gilly, appreciate your time, mate. It's, it now gets serious. The big guns enter the competition this weekend.
1: Yeah, good morning, lads. Uh, It it does. I guess that what people would say the competition proper gets underway on Saturday, but tell that to the nations that have just spent uh, a week trying to qualify, and and, and indeed today is a huge day in that regard for, for, well, champions, uh, former champion of this competition, the West Indies, dual champion, they need to win today. Uh, to get through into the main draw if you like so it's been entertaining uh uh, uh, the netherlands have got through uh Uh, but australia obviously take on um new zealand Uh, over in sydney tomorrow so that's a sellout uh inclement weather around hopefully it stays away but it'll be a good way to kick off the the main part of the draw and an opportunity for australia to get going Uh, it's been a a challenging lead in for them. A little bit of hot and cold, more more cold than hot. But um, yeah, they're, they're got a great squad still, haven't they? They're so well balanced and so experienced now, so they're every chance to to defend the title as as much as any other team's a chance to win it.
4: So, Gil, I'm assuming you're over in Sydney right now. Um, obviously, why well, you're not here or haven't been here for a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you'll be there. You've, you've you've assessed the situation, the pitch, the weather, the conditions, and you've seen everything.
1: I'll be getting there soon, but not quite yet. I'm heading over there today, mate. But look you understand. you are you are concerning me about how good a job you're doing yeah. full time, not just three days a week, yeah. but full time. So um I, I won't I won't take my off the ball for too long, mate. I'm gonna <laughs> monitor the situation and uh keep tabs on it. But uh no, I'll be I'll be heading over today, buddy, and um yeah, a big build up tomorrow. Of course it's <laughs> Sunday. What about down in Melbourne, India, Pakistan? Sold out. Sold out. So I think in cricketing terms, you're sort of in around 90 or 95,000 once you are at side screens and and whatnot. But, um, yeah, they they reckon that's going to be the most watched game of cricket in history.
3: Yeah, cannot Uh, wait. Let's hope the weather does stay away because there is wet weather forecast for both Sydney and Melbourne, which wouldn't be ideal for the marquee matches to start.
4: Probably only beaten, Goss, by... The last time India played Pakistan, oh, that'll be the the, yeah. the biggest one
1: so far. It's a ridiculous rivalry, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, they rack they rack up and they, everything they do, particularly in India, everything is huge numbers. Simple as that. So, yeah, proper rivalry and uh, and and two teams that I think could very well progress to the semis.
3: And now, just to, to straighten it up again, and you talk about the wet weather and the preparation of the pitches at the SCG and MCG and the like. Are you planning to get to? Close up to the boys at either venue to give them some good oil because we did see a post from you yesterday. You've got the backyard strip looking an absolute treat. You had the off-season yeah. preparation of the turf, and I've seen the post. Wow. It is quite remarkable the work you've done there. A little green, a little bit like the whacker last night for the girls scorches game. <laughs> it's do a bit. <laughs> what do you make of it, Gilly? Are you
1: happy with your work? Oh, you bowling first, aren't you? you definitely <laughs> bowling first. But I um, hope that toss comes down. That's amazing the amount of commentary uh, from from our listeners who are commenting on the the efforts with the turf. But uh, it's. It's, it's bittersweet to put the, the, the plastic stumps in, not not the full pegs, but it's bittersweet to put them down on the newly laid turf, knowing within about three weeks it's going to be a dust bowl again <laughs> uh, after the kids crank it up. But um, uh, look, I won't be um, hassling the the, the the players at all. I, I, I suppose we did the games against England, Australia, England in the T20s and. You are sort of in and around the team and and saying day to them and, and might sort of see them having a coffee before the game and stop and have a chat. But um, they're, they're such an experienced group. They're, they're I don't they i do not they do not strike me as a bunch that are outwardly looking to seek external input from from other than from within. You know they trust their coaching staff. We, we know everything that happened in their efforts to make sure that Andrew McDonald got in there and and they really like him and they're tight with and and his coaching staff. So they're a group that, that know their games well. They feel experienced enough not to have to canvass um, outside opinion. It seems, uh, and 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 they've, they're the defending champs. And I think, as I say, I think there's. Good chances any to, to win this tournament.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because when they were the defending champs, they did get the outside influence, which was great from yourself and Ponting and, and, and McGrath and, and Warney and, and Andrew Simons. And all that. there must have been the connection with the previous coach. Hey, mate, can I just ask you? Uh, can, I'm uh, allowed to say it.
4: Can uh, I, I agree with you.
3: Can I just say, do I smell a rat with Josh Inglis? I saw him with his hand bandaged up. It didn't, didn't look, look like it was going to cost him a spot in the World T20. You're a wicketkeeper. keeper, you're from the Wicket Keepers Union. Is this is it? Was it clearly serious enough to cost him a spot and great opportunity for Cameron Green? Do I smell a rat, Gilly, or is it just me being a pessimist?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it is every chance it's the latter, uh, but um, <laughs> I reckon, I reckon, I I don't know the detail of where it's, it felt like an injury was coming to someone, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, all in the, it was in all going too well. It, it felt like well, it just felt like someone's going to find an injury somewhere for Green to get in there. But, um, no, I'm not sure of the uh, actual severity. I mean, six stitches or so. I don't know which part of the hand he had stitched up, but I think the judgment pretty much was at least two weeks that, uh, before he'd be available for selection, and, yet, and you're three-quarters of the way through your tournament then. So it's, uh, it's an opportune time to get Green in, and um, I, I don't think we should take too lightly the fact that English is more than just a wicketkeeper. Mm. He's a versatile batting option that could slot up and down that order, right? You know, from number one to number seven. So that was the extra bit of coverage that was was very very good. I mean, Green could you could say could do the same, but well, I don't think Big Green is going to throw the nits on if, uh, if Wade goes down. So it, it it is a a bit more of a significant loss than possibly what we're recognising at the moment uh, in a tournament. But uh, but it is what it is. Um, that's uh it'll be interesting to see what happens selection wise should uh one of the batters miss out or get injured injured um we 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 think steve smith's not going to start tomorrow so um if a replacement is needed in the top order do they go to green or do they go smith first given that he's in the squad initially so uh hopefully that doesn't matter hopefully the guys get firing and, and and get motoring and um Oh, it's good to see Finchie open the shoulders up and take it for a spin like the old days. Uh, the other night against, the other afternoon against India, and he'll be better for that run too. So hopefully he can get it, get it moving. Would
4: you have Cam Green in your side now, Gil? I was reading in the uh, in the West Australian today. The Andrew McDonald said, well he's not going to play this. You're not going to play on Saturday. He's not. It wasn't in the original fifteen. If he was good enough to be in the original fifteen, he would have been in there. But he's uh, he's in the squad now. Would you have Cam Green in your team?
1: I wouldn't be starting with him tomorrow. I think that the starting 11 they'll have is, is the right one. For, all things considered, uh, are what everyone offers and brings, and, and, and probably the, well, the two talking points have been Finchie and Glenn Maxwell. Uh, yeah. But I think I, I'm, I, I'm comfortable with those guys starting this tournament and, and getting going and giving them every opportunity to, to, to show why they've been at the top of the tree in white ball cricket for a long time certainly um, just from, from the team direction and the way he leads it since he uh, warrants being there. And, and is just that enigmatic player that could pull the trigger, couldn't he? So um, that they've all earned their spot to, to start. Nice coverage there now with Green, and Adam Smith, I think, will play a role at some stage in the in the tournament. So um, there's some very decent coverage there, but it'll be, it'll be great to watch. There's an air of excitement when Tim David walks out the bat now um, I think people are holding their breath, hoping he can just entertain like he has in, um, in bits and pieces. And, and it's not a game for consistency, Scotty. The old T20, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone should judge anyone too much on if there's a, you know, a, a, a solid sprinkling of low scores in amongst some match-winning scores.
3: Gilly, looking forward to seeing it on Fox Cricket and on Fox and, of course, then on KO and you'll be uh, front and centre of the coverage and let's hope it does get underway up there in Sydney. Of course, Australia take on New Zealand, sell out of the SCG. We've got India, Pakistan, England are in town. Uh, Gilly, I don't know if you know, but uh, I'm a part of the SEN Cricket coverage and they've given me... Yeah, yeah, no thanks. They've given me the easy one. I've got Afghanistan first up and I've spent two days trying to pronounce names properly. Uh, Mate, I'm, I'm happy to take text from you at any stage during the coverage to make sure from nailing it, mate. It's
4: I'm it's text nervous. phonetically. Text phonetically,
1: please. Uh, uh, like the old, uh, the old wild world of sports uh practice session before the commentary starts. It's going to be entertaining. Yeah. I reckon. I can imagine Scotty leading you through those pronunciations beautifully. But, um, I'm sure you'll nail it, mate. If there's a boat that pull it off, it's a versatile. He it, so. kind. Uh, it's kind. Okay, well,
3: good on you, mate. Hey, good. Uh, look, yeah. good yeah. luck yeah. over there. Keep Enjoy, saving mate. the world, Thanks you'll... for joining us, Gil. Cheers, boys. Good on you. There he is. Best in the business, Adam Gilchrist, head of the Fox Cricket coverage, of course, and uh, and KOC, all the games on Fox Cricket. And KO. or listen to them on the SEN Network and just a reminder myself and Brad Hogg in position A tomorrow night.
4: Well, it staggered me in that. It staggers me that players, and Gilly said I'm not going to annoy the players, so I, if, you, if you're a player and you've got a resource like Adam Gilchrist, <laughs> you'd seek it out, wouldn't you? I know they get a lot of information. Yeah. Jeez, if you had an opportunity to talk to Changing Gilly. Changing the guard, mate. Changing of the guard. Well, uh, I'm not sure. It's... Gilly will open his arms up to hey, the Hey, he group. would help anyone at any stage. Gilly's the sort of person he is. But why
3: wouldn't you go pick his brain? Change of leadership, change of style, change of captain. Change All of, of, of us. Well, maybe it is. Well, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see how they, they go. Don't forget, they are defending. So anything less than the... T- title yeah. and it's been a di- and it's been a disappointing series for them. As much as the rest of the world has got better, I'm tipping England. I think what I've seen with England and Josh Butler and Matthew Mott coaching and Mike Hussey involved, yeah, I think they're going to be very hard to beat. And I don't know whether our listeners would be like you and I, but. I'm not warm to the Australian cricket team right now. I'm Australian. I'm proud. If they win it, great. But there are certain... There's an undercurrent there that I'm not happy with. Anyway, good on you, Gilly. We look forward to seeing his work on Fox Cricket. This is Scotty Ingalls. Good morning.
5: I think she was looking quite good, and I think these conditions
3: suited her with the bat. Well,
4: there's a big wicket, Shelley. You've got the Midas touch. We'll be back to you in a moment. And it's Piper Cleary, who straight away gets a wicket.
3: Linked off to Cleary.
4: Yep. And runs away for four.
3: So a capsie. Can she hold her nerve?
4: Cut. Over the top. And there's the win. They'll come back for a second. The stars have been brave, but the champions will win.
3: Great work last night by Piper Cleary, 13 off 11, including two boundaries. And of course, Piper Cleary also with the ball as well. She took two for eight off two overs. Uh, plenty of un- people who showed little faith in our girls' super scorches last <laughs> night. But Piper Cleary is online with us. Piper, congratulations. You pulled that one out of the
0: fire. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I think it got a little bit closer than we would have liked. But we were to say last night it's probably good practice to have a few. Um, close ones taking us deeper into the competition, I reckon. So it all worked out alright. Yeah, uh,
3: one with two balls to spare by two wickets. Um, Popper, look, we're just going to share we did open our show with a, a bit of a a personal, uh, private uh, WhatsApp group chat.
1: <laughs> we, we were
3: setting up to speak to a player. Maddie Green was the initial and I texted my producer and said, hey, how about we just can the scorches girls? They're, they're about to lose 7 for 74 <laughs> after yeah, a lot. I, I couldn't King.
4: believe what I was reading here,
3: Popper. <laughs> and I went to bed and I kept on tapping on the score, and then I had to go back and say, they're about to win. Uh, they've won. Kenny, sure get,
4: get us Piper Cleary, place. please. Cleary, <laughs> please.
3: <laughs> uh, but 7 for 74, it did look doom and gloom, I must say, after Alana King got out. I was worried Mooney got out, and then it was left to yourself and Amy Edgar and a little cameo from Lily Mills. It's a chance to shine. Well done. You must have loved it.
0: Yeah, I think, like, when I went out, it was about uh, eights we needed, which obviously is, like doable but when only like you said there was only a few wickets left so um, I think the third we got 26 off that two overs and that just kind of flicked the momentum back in our favor so um, and obviously there was a bit of luck there there was a free hit that I tried to ramp and miss the went for four. So, you know, all the kind of things kind of went in our way, um, but we'll take it.
4: The game was all over the, the shop, Piper, with uh, obviously the Stars. You had them on the ropes. They were, they were cooked and then uh, Tess Flintoff came on and went bang and got a reasonable score. Then you guys were cooked. And then uh, managed, as Gus said, pull one out of the fire. It was a, an interesting game, as far as the uh, the stats went from both both sides.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a really weird game. Um, like you said, the momentum just shifted um throughout the whole game and i think like their bowlers were pretty skillful at the top like i think they set themselves up really well um and yeah i guess we're lucky that we kept them to a pretty small total so it wasn't really too much to do um but yeah again it it is nice to win those those small ones and it's a bit Bit gritty and, and ugly cricket, but
4: um, we got the job done. Well, you, you, there's different ways you can look at wins. You like you're under an enormous amount of pressure. I mean, that that's a, a team that uh, hasn't won a game. So and very young, and you guys very haven't lost young. a game. So you, you probably should have accounted for them uh, pretty easily. But when times get tough and you have you've got to dig in. There's the positive out of it there when you're up against the ropes and you can you guys know that you can find a way to get out and uh, and still snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think, like you said, like they've probably got a few younger players than us. So, um, and obviously, the, the success we've had, uh, we, we've got a really good like winning um, belief and. and um, sense of that in our culture that we kind of talk about, so um, we have faith in everyone that we can win from any position, so um, yeah, and it it was just good fun like we're at the WACA, there was a nice little crowd in there, Mm. so um, it was a nice night
3: It was, uh, from an outsider looking in, the pitch looked very green it looked like Gilly's backyard
0: (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, well they tend to be a bit greener than usual at at the WACA, but they actually play pretty well, so it um it yeah it did look a bit a bit green a bit patchy but i think it played it played fine um i think obviously it it gives something to the bowlers and the batters which i uh, i mean i prefer cuz i hate going out and playing on these wickets that just offer absolutely nothing for yeah, the bowlers. yeah I'm so.
4: with you. Oh, the junction oval
0: like, yeah
3: exactly <laughs> yeah <Boring>. exactly <laughs> Give me grass any day. I tell you what, there was some, it was a it was a game of first ball ducks, golden ducks, and and, and I think they had four of their own, and you had Sophie Divine go first ball. I thought, hello, hello. I tell you what, there was a lot of low scorers. So anyone in double figures, take a bow, Piper Cleary. Um, sort of uh, bucked the trend.
0: Yeah, I was going through the scorecard last night, and I, I didn't realise that there was so many ducks on the scorecard. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's um a funny one. People are talking about the batting now. I've got a 13 run, so it's, it feels pretty strange, but um, I'll take it. Yeah,
3: big 13. <laughs> hey, may I say 13? 13, 13. Th- Anthony
4: Hudson. Well, hello, hello. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't <laughs> mention his name anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't talk about him
3: anymore. Now, can I just mention, so Piper, just in regards to it, you, you've only lost three wickets in your previous two games. So the middle order tail have had no chance to get out into the middle. So I can imagine it's net session, net session, net session, and last night you finally get out and get a chance to, to show your wares. You probably were a tad rusty.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like with our team, obviously, if we if we have a really good game and only lose one or two wickets, um, yeah, a lot of us aren't actually batting. So um, when we, you do get your chance, you do have to kind of just switch on pretty quick and make the most of it. And you can obviously bat in the nets all you like, but it's... It's always a bit different going out and doing it under pressure, and um, which is kind of – it's good to get a bit of that throughout the season so then when the game's that matter at the back end, if that happens, um, we've kind of all had a, a taste of it.
4: Three and zip. Can't ask for any yeah. more than that. Uh, I haven't got the fishes in front of me. Uh, who's next, Popper?
0: We are against Thunder uh, tomorrow. Hey, the they're no good. Weekend.
3: Yeah, they're no good. You'll beat them.
4: We said, about, we said it about the stars and we'll they got real them. hairy we'll got. We beat them,
3: don't worry about that. No, we we'll beat them. They're no good, Sydney. That's terrible. Green is bad. If you ever left, Piper. No, she won't do that. She's not going to. But if you ever left. Sydney Thunder, I wouldn't go to play for the Sydney Thunder simply because of their uniform.
0: Yeah, it's it's not the best colour, is it? But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd go anywhere. So nah, no need.
3: Comment. No need. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make you the we're gonna you are the star after <laughs> yeah. last night. Hey, fantastic! So it's tomorrow against the Sydney Thunder. Hey, are you excited about the men's T20 World Cup? Are you, are you across that? Are you are you the care factor? You're gonna try and uh, take in them as much as that
0: as possible. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll um tune in. I think the Aussies kick off tomorrow, don't they? So yeah. um. No, definitely tune in for that. I'm a bit of a cricket nuffy, so I'll um, watch as, as much of it as I can and hopefully get to some games in, at, the, um, at the stadium as well.
4: Yeah, Goss is uh, calling for S <laughs> N. Uh, the the games here at uh, at, at right, Perth, mate, stadium. If, Perth Stadium. If you could help him out yeah. with uh, like some phonetic test, texting for of the, the, Afghanistan... Uh, the Afghanistan team, he'd really appreciate that.
3: LAUGHTER <laughs> I have enough trouble with Piper Clear, let alone uh, people from <laughs> Afghanistan. Hey, good job. Well done, you. Uh, congratulations. It was good to watch. Yeah, well and those who And fa- those who didn't maintain the faith of the team last oh, night. Oh, the, the game was topsy-turvy. Shame. So
4: was your attitude towards
3: it. Hang your head in shame, I say. It was never in any doubt. Good on you, Piper. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Was a star last night. Let me yeah. tell you, they were done, well, mate. Bad and bald. If it wasn't for Cleary and Edgar. They wouldn't have got the money. So let me tell you, hey, Mason Cox going to join us. Going to get a breakaway. Uh, Mason Cox going to join us from the states. And yes, he's in Aston For those who are asking, we're going to ask him about Dalton. People seem to want to care. Scotty, the other day we mentioned that Jeremy Hum from a West Coast Eagle and a part-time Tiger was over there in the States and played in the B Division of the USAFL competition. We're going straight to the top. A man who knows this competition better than most, Collingwood superstar, Mason Cox.
4: And Cox is uh, in Austin, Texas, as we speak right now, and it's terrific. But uh, you've taken our call, mate. Very good to speak to you. How's your trip been so far?
5: Man, it has been epic. It's always good to get back here to uh, to go to USLA. Um, there's a lot of boys rolling through the US at the moment, so it's uh, interesting to see how many AFL boys are kind of jumping around. I think Tom Lynch, I saw he was in Austin yesterday, so I gave him a list of things to do. So there's uh, plenty of fellas rolling around, which is uh, always good to catch up.
3: Yeah, brilliant. Is this your first time going back as an Australian?
5: Uh, first time as an Australian, yeah. I went to uh, <laughs> got to uh, immigration, wasn't really sure which passport to give, but... Um, I said, pick the a, pick a bunch there and just take whatever one you want. So, no, it's pretty cool to be able to do, do a citizen now. It's a, it's a massive life accomplishment. And then, um, this is the first time probably traveling on Australian passport, which is uh, quite cool.
4: Just pick the shortest line and you use it real quickly, mate. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what I did.
5: Uh, I was like, oh, I get in any of these lines, so I might as well pick the shortest one. Hey,
4: uh, the US AFL championships have just been on, run and won. Uh, how's, how's the week been? Tell us a little bit about, that too, about the two about the the
5: comp. I mean, teams come from all over America. Many sides, aren't they? Uh, I think there's 41 different teams, and each team might have different um, you know divisions that they play with. So there might be a Div Two, Three, and the Division One, and then they also have women's teams here. So there's ones from all over North America, really. There's even teams from Canada that come in. So. Cities from all over the U.S., they come in for this national tournament, and uh, it's a massive kind of get-together of have uh, everyone that plays IFL, the and they'll have kind of divisional tournaments beforehand and everything else, and that kind of leads up to this national tournament that was on the weekend. And uh, the Iron Maidens, which are from San Francisco, won the female Division one, and then the uh, Austin Crows that my brother plays for, won Division one. So... A successful weekend, that's for sure. The Iron Maidens, I like it. I really like it. How, <laughs> how many How many are all expats, Coxie, and how many are like, actually uh, Americans who have adopted the game? Yeah, so the way the rulings work is you, you have to have at least half Americans or half non-Australians essentially playing um, on the field at once. So all the Australians will have a black armband. You have to have at least half um, that are not Australian playing on the field to try to make it I encourage other people to learn the game and have it um, a little bit equal on that side sort of things. So about, yeah, at least half to 75%, depending on the, uh, the club, will have uh, Australians and then uh, also Americans that are involved or Canadians, wherever it may be. And, and you had, I saw Razor Ray was involved
4: too, so was it just a matter of bringing someone over to the States that everyone could learn to
5: hate immediately as well? I actually find it funny because a lot of people think that, hey, Razor, and then they meet him. He's like, he's such a legend. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it with him for about four or five years now. Like, Ray's been heavily involved with USIFL every year, and um, he's just been such a uh, you know a good thing to lean on, and people ask questions you know, about you know whether it be rulings and things that change and this and that, and all the coaches and the players ask, and he's always just so giving of his time. So it's always been great to have him around and you know have a beer with him at the end of the year. and uh, I've kind of become closer with these people that you kind of have been told to, to hate your whole life but then <laughs> you know you sit down have a bit of a chat with them you're like yeah hey, you're not too bad of a human
3: <laughs> 25th anniversary of the US AFL when Mason Cox uh, Collingwood Superstar has been over there again uh, keeping an eye on it and uh, the Austin Crows took home the men's and the Iron Man's took home the, the women's how serious do, does everyone take it uh, Coxie and, and the officiating and the umpiring are they expats or are they Americans who have transferred into umpiring I mean just tell us a bit about the structure and sort of uh, the, the background of how the actual games are run and how contested they are
5: yeah i mean they're crazy so you can imagine some of these guys come from nfl backgrounds and you know these guys just want to hit someone essentially so it's a bit (laughs) it's a bit more uh crazy in that sense like you see people just going flat out like getting absolutely just murdered out on the field at times and you're like i was like dude i I don't know that i would play i'd be nervous going out there just trying to play a game with them but uh they go hard there's no doubt about that and then um yeah, it's just the essentially all the umpires, you know, they they're kind of volunteers, so they all come out there and uh, we'll fly out from them wherever they're from the U.S. and like I said, it's become like kind of a big family. All these people, so it's their family reunion every year to go to this USAFL, and the the umpires, the staff, everyone gives their time for free, and it's just uh, it's a great like a you know a great weekend where everyone gets around each other and. Hey, Has a Mad Monday that Monday after they play the Grand Finals on oh, Sunday or Sunday night, good. gets dressed up and everything else, you know. So they, they fully buy into the full Australian experience. There's no doubt about that.
3: That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The Amazing important cool
5: traditions are going.
3: Yeah, uh, exactly uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the Monday after the event that everyone cares about. Hey, just in regards to the growth of the women's game, we know that in Australia the growth of the women's game is, is absolutely accelerating at 100 miles an hour through the AFLW. What's it like over in the States that you've been going back there, Coxie? I mean, how's the growth of the game over there?
5: Yeah, it's been really good. I think it's probably the best opportunity for Americans to get involved in the AFL, to be honest. Because with the AFLW league being so young in its infancy, you can actually get some of the players over there that, um, you know, haven't played their whole life or don't need to know, you know, ins and out of AFL or growing up with it as a, as a child, and uh, just be a really good athlete and be taught the basics and stuff and be able to go play in the i f l w So I think there's a there's definitely a chance and a link there for. There are, um, some of the women that have come over here, and we've got Danny that's gone over there, and um, Katie Klatt's gone over there, some of the girls that are playing and um, have played in the VFL, the AFLW, and uh, it's definitely an opportunity, I think, for them to be able to be involved and you kind know, move over and have another American playing, which is Pretty cool to say. Like, I don't think there'd be another chance of any other American men playing. But now that there's this women's league, you know, there's an opportunity for them to mm-hmm. be involved. Hey, we saw in the during the the pandemic
4: and when American was uh, was in the grips of it, they, you know, their sport got canned like it did over here. And but Pat McAfee jumped all over it, and he was huge on AFL and he was loving everything about it. He jumped on the pie straight away. Thank courtesy of you. Any chance have you have you seen the? I guess the interest grow in the AFL.
5: Over the last couple of years, mate. Uh hundred percent. I actually just went to the post office. I'll tell you this story. I just went to the post office and the guy behind the counter was like, You're Mason Cox. I'm oh, like, How in the stop test. It. <laughs> I am And he was like, You play IFL for a Collingwood magpies and He's like, I'm that Port Adelaide fan. And I was like, What <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> During COVID, like essentially I got into it because there's nothing else on television, you're the only sport in the world playing. And um, yeah, people ate it up. So like It's kind of weird, but I'm like, kind of every once in a while, I get recognized over here where I used to be able to do whatever I wanted over here, didn't care, but now it's kind of of a bit worried. (laughs) Um, And now it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely grown over here comparatively to where it used to be, and... It's cool to see the uh, you know the sport making rains over here and making the making an impact.
3: Yeah, it's got a lot to do with you and your prominence at uh, arguably one of the biggest sporting clubs in the world, the Collingwood Football Club. Hey mate, how's the podcast going? The, uh, what's it called? I know you've sat down long and hard with your people, and yeah, you, you sat, sat around your, and your brainstormed you this forever to come whole up with a range name. of marketing gurus. What did you come up with, and how's it going?
5: Oh, you don't want to know how much we spent on marketing. It's called The Mason Cox Show. I know, real original, <laughs> tough to remember. <laughs> we had a real brainstorming sit-down. Spent about three weeks on it. Really contemplated together other ideas and uh, went, went with the OG, the original. Yeah, the nice OG work. Hey, I think
4: uh, you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Can,
3: can you name your top three <laughs> guests you've had? If you were to put a podium, oh. bronze, oh. silver, gold, and I know it's off the top of your head and you might contact us again and go, oh, I forgot something. And such. No, too
5: late. You get one
3: chance.
5: You get one gold at gold, silver, bronze <laughs> you, on the podium. I'll give you three. So we, so we interview people also involved in football, but a lot of people that are not um, in certain terms. So we've got, I'll give you Eddie McGuire, was a really good one. Had yep. him on. Uh, Razor Ray, who we talked about, he was really good. So if you hate Razor Ray, you might listen to the episode and not hate him after, which I'm not sure which way you want to go with that. But <laughs> um, And then the last one actually had my brother on, which was really kind of unique to be able to hear about his. Um, this was more about USAFL, you know, his impact in my career and um, kind of his version of everything and how crazy it is having a brother that plays AFL half a world away from a country that doesn't really know what it is and you know being able to come over and see myself playing a grand final and stuff like that. So Those are probably my top three, but it's it's really tough to pick. Man, I've, I've loved interviewing every single person we got on there. And we've got some amazing people coming up. We've even got, uh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to release this. We've got Peter Ball coming up in the next few weeks. It's to be really cool to hear his story and an amazing person that's done some amazing stuff for Australian sports. Oh, absolutely, mate. And you are doing
4: exactly the same thing. One of the great fellas, uh, always happy to have a chat and promote our great game, mate. Enjoy the rest of your stay. How much longer you got back home?
5: Uh, November 20th, and I'll head up to the Northern Territory to a place called Groot Island. Yeah. Some uh, some community work with the Indigenous community up there, so that should be good. good. Any chance you can get back to training at some stage? Uh, Well, eventually, yeah, I think they'll call me up and say, if we're going to pay you, you need to come back. And i go, all right, I'll book a flight tomorrow. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) Hey, Coxie,
3: and one last one, mate. Uh, What did you think of Delta Goodrum in the uh, grand final performance Mm -hmm. with Robbie Williams?
5: Oh, you had to ask me, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you had to ask me. We we're it almost awesome at the end. Dog, you absolute dog! <laughs> um, hey, she was great. she was fantastic. She was awesome, and I would love to see her live. Um, if anyone ever knows, any chance of maybe I'll link up with Delta Go Drums to see her live. I'm all for it. <laughs> Easy
4: tiger.
3: Gee. All right, mate. All right, uh-huh. go Can get gents. it. You play get-
4: play a little bit of hard to get with you. <laughs>
3: Coxie, good on you, mate. Enjoy the rest of the time in the States. Great chatting with you. Enjoy Groot Island. And we hope that uh, 2023 is a great year for you and Collingwood. Thanks for
5: joining us. Beautiful. Thanks for having me on, boys. I appreciate it.
3: Good man. Mason Cox over there at the USAFL. They had the Nationals in California at the Silver Lake Sports Park. And plenty of expats, plenty of Americans. The game is thriving overseas. Mason Cox. (laughs)
4: like us on a Friday yeah, that's the in about two minutes we the will
3: do that Netherlands cricket team through to the Super 12 well done well Cambo. done Cambo and his team coming to W8. don't forget to hear all the action hey let's go around the grounds for our wonderful friends of course at Rainbird Rainbird because uh, the intelligent use of water What's the weekend looking like for you and where should we be looking for sport? Well,
4: Wildcats are taking on the team that you said are no good, hopeless, going to have a massive fall down the ladder this year in the Jack Jumpers down in Tassie. Yep. Scorchers plant uh, the WBBL tomorrow at wacker against the Thunder Ned.
3: Yucky green. Good show. Really good show. Hey, don't forget, listen, Monday, tickets to give away to Australia and Sri Lanka. Dragon Coxies any chance? Two. Yeah. Any any chance for his love interest? No love interest. He just likes Delta, well, like we all do. Have a good day today. Stay tuned to SEN and the Wildcats Hour is next. If you're listening to us right now, another hour of me. Up (laughs) on (laughs) day.